We've got everything set up. If you're watching the video format, you can see we've got all of our friends Everything's here. around here for episode 50 of The Staggler. Episode 50. Should we do like a sound off? We got the, the cow who's a little off camera right now, but we can fix that real quick. Oh, there he is. Ah, <laughs> he, she, cow. I don't know. They? Um, we got Baby Yoda. We got Baby Groot on top of R2-D2. <laughs> Black Phillip hanging on for dear life. He's just doing his best. D20. Jaws. Behind us, of course, Marilyn. Marilyn. The, Obviously a staple of the, the show. Great. She is the third member of the show. Absolutely. Sailor Moon. Obviously just no no explanation yeah congratulations on your new marvel show by the way uh sailor moon night i love it (laughs) it's really good good. and then we have uh content the famous painting by martin scorsese yes back here and uh it's great marvel Marvel. Marvel. oh and uh twilight breaking dawn part one special edition of course blu-ray none of this would have been possible without you can we just give breaking dawn part one special edition a hand thank you just beautiful fantastic stuff. thank you all of course everyone watching for being here everyone listening for being here yeah it means uh, a lot. we should kick things off you know what we do today we're doing best endings on our spotlight so i mean haha makes sense get it stick around for that for our spotlight but first of course we gotta get through our weeks the weeks man um and listen i kind of had a lot a lot a lot um i mean probably one of the biggest ones i've ever had nice. to be honest you know gotta go big for the go big or go home for the ending but to be in honest, our case go big then go home yes yeah. <laughs> but uh i'll just i'll just hop right into it i saw drive my car yes the big oscar movie yeah the one that got nominated but didn't win that's okay though that's okay um it's very good uh what to say about it three hours long it's three hours long <laughs> so it's kind of weird i feel like it does earn the three-hour runtime, mm-hmm. but it could be two and a half hours and be okay. That's how I've been feeling about every movie that's been past three hours for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Is that did it really like? I get it, and it's like I'm not mad, but it, you really could have probably whittled it down, right? So the deal with this movie was we're like forty minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. And the cre- the credits come on, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> what is going on?" So it was kind of like that, kind of like in The Departed, but like right. longer than that, mm-hmm. um, because the first forty minutes is kind of like everything before the car gets driven, mm. um, and then once it kicks in, I thought the first forty was like interesting, but I feel like, and you know, it sets up everything for what's going to happen for the rest of the movie. Yeah, but I feel like. That's where you would have In cut the time. grand scheme of things, they could have cut most of it, yeah. if not all of it, mm-hmm. to, you know, get into the actual movie, mm-hmm. which is just very sweet film of, you know, she's driving him around, they're making a play or whatever, he's trying to deal with his dead wife, mm-hmm. and she's trying to deal with her dead mom, and they just bond, and it's very touching and moving. Yeah, I thought the third act twist where they were the same person, the mom and the wife, was like, oh my god. Excellent. Yeah. That was so really good. good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what do you, what else? Drive my car. Drive my car. Very good. I re- recommend. Um, I saw Deep Water. This Deep movie, water. very, very anticipated mm-hmm. for me and some other people. Um, if you don't know what Deep Water is, it's the Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas erotic thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it was interesting. How erotic? Eh. <laughs> oh, that's not good. I don't know if it was very erotic. It should. If it's an erotic thriller, it should be fifty percent erotic. I mean, there's 50% there's a lot going on, but I don't really know. Mm. It's kind of weird things that they get into. So yeah. basically, I'm just gonna spoil the movie. Sure. Um, ben Affleck likes snails. Yes. That's the one thing that I couldn't get a grasp on in the film, what the snails mean. The, see, the one thing I knew about this movie was that I saw an article from the dedicated snail wrangler for the film. Yeah. And they said Ben Affleck's the best actor that I've ever had worked with snails. Like, he's just a natural with them. He just loves snails, <laughs> like, man. Damn. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, Ana de Armas and Ben Affleck are married. And she cheats on him. But, like, lets him know. She's like, yeah, I'm fucking this dude. With, oh, not a snail. No, not a snail. Okay. She's, like, very open about it. And he, like, doesn't like it, but kind of likes it. Oh. Erotic. But what happens is he kills the people that she sleeps with. Mm-hmm. And she gets upset, but then she kind of likes it. Ooh. So, the, basically, she just, like, fucks dudes and he kills, he kills them, them. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, during or after? After. Okay. Um, and that's basically what the movie is about. That's the whole film. What's deep water? What's that? The snails are in deep um, water, right? What is deep water? Well, at one point, he drowns a guy in the pool. Okay. That's deep water. That is. Then he kills a guy in the woods and puts him into the river, deep water. Deep water. And then he, when he gets discovered, he gets discovered by one of the dudes, finds out that he's killing people. He's in the water, in the river water, trying ah. to like push the dude's body down mm-hmm. and that's also deep water. And then the, they have a chase and the dude drives off a cliff, but he, I don't, he doesn't fall into water. So never mind. I thought, <laughs> I thought he went into the river, but he doesn't, he just like goes off the cliff and gotcha. Uh, so that's about it. Hmm. Um, deep water. And to be honest, a lot of people seem to hate this. I kind of liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good and just kind of like weird, funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, well, you want to talk about a bad film? Sure. Transporter three. Now, I'm a huge fan of Jason Statham. We mm-hmm. know this. Big Jason Statham guy. Any movies in, I'll watch it. Transporter 1, fucking awesome movie. Mm-hmm. One of my faves. I'm trying so hard not to do a Jason Statham impression. <laughs> Transporter 2, do it, man. Give it. I can't. I can't. All right. If it comes naturally later, just let me know. Okay. Transporter 2, awesome. Mm-hmm. Great film. Formative for my childhood. Transporter 3, what were they thinking? It's so bad. I, I've never actually seen the third one. I saw the first two. I never saw the third. Yeah, well, don't. don't. Because it's actual character assassination oh, of Frank. Damn. It's totally horrible. They make him a loser. He like likes this girl. Like Frank doesn't like women. Right. Come He's on. He's a killing machine. He's the transporter. He transports things. Mm-hmm. And this movie has the weirdest sex scene of all time. Um, I don't even remember what happens, but they're like on a cliff and she's like walking towards him and he's like backing up. That sounds like the start of like an improv skit. <laughs> it's like, give us a situation. Having sex, having sex. Okay, we need a location, location. A cliff. Cliff. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um, and the action scenes are stupid. There's this one point where he drives a car on two wheels. Just dumb. Mm. It's just, This movie sucks. I hate it. I gave it a half star on Letterboxd. Oh, that's the lowest of the low. It was awful. I could not wait for it to be over. That sucks. Terrible film. I'm sorry. It's okay. Misstep. Big. Is it the last one, I'm assuming, of the series? Yeah. Well, they did a transporter refueled, which is without Jason Statham. They, like, rebooted the series. Oh, no, are I, you I watching know. that? No. God, right. no. Yeah, what? <laughs> no one's watching Only that. Only Jason Statham movies. 
uh, speaking of stuff that starts with J, Jujutsu Kaisen movie came well, that's out. That's two J's. Yep, and a K. Mm-hmm. JJK. Uh, good movie. Great president. I already, you know, I've read the manga, Barely. so I know what the deal is. JJK. <laughs> really great president. I want pictures of Spider Man. Yeah, that JJK. Was one of his greatest speeches. <laughs> Uh, it was good. Animation was great, as obvious via Mappa. Yeah. You know, they're working 27 hours a day, and they get no sleep, and they don't get to see their families. Mm-hmm. But at least we get to watch a cool movie, right? Also, I don't know if it was this one, but I saw something about uh, some big animated movie that came out. Apparently, the voice actors got paid like $100 to be in the movie. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That's not real. I swear. I saw it. It's this big thing that's like, oh, yeah, this is more common than you'd think. Wow. Okay. That's a yikes. Yeah. Might not have been this specific movie, but... Okay. Um, so I also watched a show, miniseries, mm-hmm. um, Station Eleven. I can't remember if I talked about this on the show when I first started it, like forever ago, like you, multiple months ago. I think you might have. I think you might have. Um, but then I just like stopped watching it for whatever reason, but I finally picked it up and finished it. And this is really great show. Mm-hmm. One of my... F- honestly, like I'd throw it in my top five favorite shows. Yeah. Um, really great, really interesting take on like the apocalypse sci-fi kind of deal. It's not, it's more like humanistic and like relationships between people rather than like people like murdering each other and like fighting all the time. It's more just like how would it, how would society like try to rebuild itself work after something like this happens? It's really cool. All these different storylines from different time periods of like the beginning of the, uh, pandemic to the end or yeah. like 20 years later, like whatever, all the cool stuff, really great characters. Mackenzie Davis hmm. continues to be like the most underrated, underused actress in Hollywood. And then, Oh God, what was her name? I think Matilda. La- oh, this is it. This, I'm going in right now. Okay. Matilda Lawler plays young Mackenzie Davis in the show. Child actress. Un fucking believable really i'm not kidding the best child actress i've ever seen step aside brooklyn, brooklyn prince. prince matilda Lawler needs to be alia in <laughs> dune part two yeah it is unbelievable she's actually amazing wow yep i wanted to put that out there sweet um fantastic show hopefully she can make the transition from child actress to regular actress i know she needs hopefully someone saw the show and was like that is a star because yeah. i'm watching this and i'm like wow yeah we're talking 70 years. She's the next Meryl Street. Right. And that doesn't happen often. Amazing. Um, Atlanta came back. Mm-hmm. I've seen the first three episodes. It's just classic Atlanta. Yeah. It's just weird nonsense parables going on. A lot of social commentary. Yeah. Really great. Yeah. Dan- yeah. Danny. <laughs> Donald Glover. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love him. Now this is big for me big i watched a show i didn't think anything of it i was like you know what interesting Mm -hmm. formula one drive to survive docuseries on netflix about formula one in real life yeah totally absolutely knocked my socks off i'm the biggest formula one fan you've ever met in your life right i'm huge on formula one now i watch all the races i watched the race today Mm -hmm. um incredible love it daniel ricardo my favorite driver, love mm. him. McLaren, go McLaren, go Haas. McLaren. Gunther Steiner, amazing, total wolf. He's cool. Yeah. Um, I would recommend watching this show if you want to get into Formula One because it seems to be really booming right now in mm. America, especially. They just added the race in Las Vegas for next year. It's going to be really exciting. 
And the show, it's, is it manipulative? Yes. Do they take <laughs> stuff out of context? Yes. Do they just like make things up? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But is it absolutely wildly entertaining and will get you into it? Absolutely. And then you can watch the real stuff happen. Incredible. Formula One is the greatest sport in the world. Boom. That's that. Nice. Um, now I th- believe we have some overlap. Probably. Yeah. Um, Attack on Titan. I guess let's just go for it's it. It's finally oh oh. <laughs> it's finally oh. It's finally oh. It's finally Attack on Titan. Unfortunately, final season part three coming twenty twenty three. Yes. So unfortunately, you know, we started the show with Attack on Titan. Yeah. And we figured hopefully it would be yeah, over by the time we got to end the show. Not quite. We thought. <laughs> we were like perfect. Final season part two. Right. Right. Okay. Not quite. Not so. Quite. The part two ended, but there's still like probably like six or seven more episodes that need to come out that won't come out until next year. Do you think they'll still only make it six or seven or do you think they'll try to like draw it out a little bit more? Because that does seem like low for a whole. I would agree. You know, um, unless oh, they did like eight, like they made it miniseries esque, you know, because mm. eight was always a big number for that. Hopefully, I mean, I would be down for them to draw it out because I feel like a big complaint that a lot of people had with the ending was it is fairly quick. And I would agree. It does kind of. Mm-hmm. Hit the climax and kind of right real quick. Um, so I mean, I'd be down for them to stretch it out a little bit, see what they can do, add some stuff. But you know, it's whatever. At this point, I'm just like, bro, yeah, finish the show. Come on now. But whatever, they'll milk that cow until they're done, right? I guess. Um, what do you think? Uh, Everyone wants to know what you think. You probably uh, kind of in on it, right? I'm kind of in. I figured. <laughs> I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, everyone's a murderer, big war criminal. Uh, nobody is safe from becoming a bad person. Are you, <laughs> are you following Aaron Yeager? Are you a big Aaron Yeager fan? Are you like flopped? I'm, I, I, if I was a tarnished in the world of Attack on Titan, <laughs> I would get the frenzy flame all up in there and just say, you know what? Let's get rid of everybody. I don't Wipe want any side to win. Just... Let's have a planet that's just two rocks mm. <laughs> just sitting on a cliff. That means a lot. Yeah. That means a that's lot. That's actually kind of where I am, though, honestly. Mm. Uh, not really rooting for anybody. I'm like, you know what? That's the idea, man. The sense of moral ambiguity, man. And it's weird because <laughs> this might sound weird to say, but I'm still, if I had to pick one person, it's still Connie. And maybe that's just bias. Connie kind of does some questionable things. He does. And the But at least he's episodes. the only one who seems to have, like, I don't know. The, what he he's gonna kill number one he, he, he <laughs> says he's like you know what i'm just gonna kill yeah falco, falco. okay and oh. then he shoots two of his best friends in the face yeah but at least he seems like sad about it ah he, you're right he's like the only one who the right like mikasa's just like fuck it <laughs> bro she goes fucking crazy right? at least connie was like crying <laughs> yeah he was upset what do you about annie being back like annie it's cool she seems very different Finally. Yeah, right. Finally, season 4.2. Yeah, she seems a little bit different. It's cool that she's back. Um, Not as hype as I, like, thought, (laughs) honestly. Yeah, okay. I I, I feel bad to saying this, but I honestly, I, it combined with the whole, the next one's coming next year thing really actually deflated me on the show yeah so i was like really because i feel like I this agree. part ended in like weirdly the same spot the last part ended even though that's not true at all 
but the mm-hmm. idea is the same because the end of the last part he's like I'm gonna do the rumbling and the end of this one is is I'm doing the rumbling right and I was like <laughs> okay come on like I get that a lot happened mm-hmm. but it felt like it could have just been paced better and this could have just we could have been at the end of the show but I mean episode by episode just in the moment mm-hmm. it's engaging you know you still have all the characters um, what's his name the red haired uh, dude who Flock. is Flock Sucks to suck. He got sniped by Gabby. (laughs) Gabby, what, like four for four? Fucking taking out redheads all the time. (laughs) (laughs) She's crazy. Gabby. Where are you at on Gabby now? Gabby cool now? No. Gabby fan? No. no, Nobody fan. You don't like Gabby? I'm a nobody fan. What about Keith? Keith Shadies. Sucks to suck. Going out. I feel like he was a good guy the whole time. No, he was. I mean, he was an OG, right? He was an OG. He was an OG. Um, Now with my boy Theo. What about Rico? No comment on if Rico <laughs> returns. We'll be returning. No comment on Rico. I guess Historia is okay. She's fine. She's just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Prego. That's it. Um, so, <laughs> But no, like the show is still good. And I think mm-hmm. even going back after the show's ended, like years and going back revisiting the show, you won't feel it. But just right now, it just sucks that it worked out this way. It does suck. I would have to agree. Yeah. But um, thinking about checking out the manga, honestly, and finishing you it You literally off, have to read like nine chapters. I know. That's the that's thing. Over. It's like, why not? Instead of waiting a whole year mm-hmm. thinking about it. Because I know you, I could just ask you. <laughs> I have them. Yeah. So Yeah, I could do that. So yeah, that's Attack on Titan, I think. Yeah. And so yeah, now we have... Now this is big. Elden... Oh! Elden Ring. Yeah. Foul tarnish. <laughs> Foul tarnish. Playing as a lord. I command the kneel. Elden Ring came out and we both beat it a bajillion times, probably. I think I've beaten it three times and now I'm just like PvPing. Yeah. That's interesting. We'll let maybe not start with PvP, but okay. we could like wrap around back about the end because I feel like maybe we should just start with like the game itself. Um Jump button. <laughs> Eldering, we can jump now. We can jump. They took that I never want to take it away. Please never take the jump button away. It's, it's so amazing. Fun. It actually low-key like ruins. Like I don't I haven't gone back and like tried mm-hmm. to play like, you know, any of the other games, but I feel like it might be tough. It might be, especially when there's just like a little bit of rubble that's stopping you and you're just like, come on. Just let me jump. Just man. let me summon a horse. Come on now. <laughs> no, the game's a lot of fun. Uh what I'm guessing you went with like a strength. You said like a strength faith. My first playthrough, I went strength faith. Yep. Yeah. That's the classic. Mm-hmm. Classic Chad build. It is the classic Chad build. Um, you know, no dexed intelligence mm-hmm. in this house. Mm-hmm. That's just not how it works, unfortunately. That's where all the betas live. Okay. I was dex intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> not surprising. <laughs> no, not I was surprising. actually I was actually um I wanted to do really badly the something with Arcane, but it didn't seem like Arcane is I wanted to weird. do like a Dex Arcane thing. Just like when I first started, like I was like, maybe they do cool things with it, but it's very weird in this game. Yeah, it's not like... And Blood when War. we played it, it was like broken as well. Yeah. Because uh, all the blood effects were like weird when the game first came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arcane was kind of weird. It's good for like scaling with certain weapons. And obviously you need a lot of Arcane for like the dragon mm-hmm. incantations. But you also need to like pair it with Faith to be able to get like the full yeah. effect. And yeah, it was just kind of weird. But Arcane is like... Eh, it's okay, but just go faith strength and you got it. I, I ended up going faith dex because I didn't like the intelligence either. Um, 
which is kind of weird. I can't lie, though. The sorceries are really cool. Mm-hmm. They are. I love all the gravity-based ones, yeah, too. Yeah, the gravity sorcery is cool. Uh, what I ended up doing by the end was I had a the rune that let you get HP back on k- kills. Yeah, I think that's Millennia's rune, right? I think hers is the rally system, like the Bloodborne rally system. Oh, that's Rykard's yeah. rune, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either that or Mog's, maybe. Family together. Moog, whatever. The Lord of Blood. And I think I had that. I had the curved sword that was the serpent one, which also its passive effect was get health back on kill. And I had a talisman oh, that nice. was get health back on yeah. kill. And I don't know if they did anything to it, but wow, is that. Did you have strong. the other talisman that was like successive attacks begin health recovery? Mm-mm, I don't think oh, so. I didn't Not. do that one either. I think I had successive attacks increase damage instead. Mm, that works too. Um, because I already knew I had it on death. So so you were going crazy. I was going crazy with that. I mean, if there was any room where there was like, you know, the little rabbits or crabs or whatever, you just walk up to them, full health. <laughs> and you're like, damn. Wow. So it helped your flask last a long, long time. Yeah. Obviously in boss fights, you would usually like go switch everything out. Mm-hmm. But I found that to be very effective throughout the whole thing. And honestly, the thing about that curved sword, because I went double swords, mm. um, you can have it in your left hand, and it yeah. counts. You know, you don't need to use it in your primary. So I got a better one on my right and could use that. It is awesome. Uh, favorite boss. Do you have a favorite boss? Favorite or boss. If you don't have a favorite, maybe pick like three that you really like. Okay. Three I really liked. I really liked Moog. I thought he was a lot of fun. The Lord of Blood. The Lord of Blood. I just liked his location, the build up to him. All yes, leading up to him was very, very, very fun. Cool. With Mikola being right there, too, mm-hmm. was cool. Um, I only found out that he had a, a Gas Quang music box item after I beat him. So that was sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, did I like Melania? It depends. <laughs> it depends. Does anybody? Um, I like her. Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely just different. It was a frustrating fight. It didn't take me, like, two too crazy long it's mm-hmm. not like the hardest i've ever dealt with i've definitely banged my head against other things but then again at the point i was i was probably technically over leveled because by the time i got to her i'd done most everything else you know oh, in the okay. game so i don't know if I, I wasn't like i was level 300 right but you know i was definitely like probably like 131 to 150 like somewhere in that range you mm-hmm. know because i was kind of planning on playing the game once <laughs> and just trying to do it all yeah because the end of my first playthrough was like 90 hours that's a lot of hours something like that and by the time i finished all of my playthroughs i think i was at like 110 mm-hmm. so my next three playthroughs were 20 hours <laughs> combined right yeah um i remember when i first went to millennia you know I'd seen it all through all these games like mm-hmm. a million times and i was fighting her and, and i you know i don't really pay attention to the health bar ever when i'm fighting yeah. the boss i'm fighting her and i was fighting her for a while and i and looked like, down what? and her health was like full almost mm-hmm. and i was like no what is happening yeah. then i was like looking she hit me. I said, fuck That's you. the craziest part of the fight, honestly. I think if they just lessened that, the fight would be way more agreeable to people, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like you can do like basically half her health bar, and mm-hmm. she can get it back in one, her weird art that she does. Yeah, that one combo is, you just die. Gnarly. You just and die. And like, it can't be parried as far as I can't know. Parry. You can dodge. I have seen people I be have able to, to I, dodge it. I've done Without getting hit even once? Without getting hit even nice. once. See, it is but I did it once. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it, it was it was no good. Literally, the it is sad to say, but I have to admit, when I beat her, because I only fought her the once, 
Mm. Why I did beat her, it was basically because she only did that attack twice. Yeah, I know. You You honestly have to get kind of lucky. And I was like, you know what? If she wants to do the other attacks, fine. I can can manage the other ones. Mm. Um, So those two were definitely like standouts. I really liked the... um, the dragon Placidus. Placidusix. Placidusix. Dragon cool. Lord Placidusix. Again, it was just another really cool arena. And oh, yeah. Um, what about you? My favorite boss is Malekith. Yeah. But the only thing that makes me sad is I wish Malekith had a full health bar. Yeah. But I also believe if Malekith had a full health bar, if you beat the beast clergyman and, and then another phase it. two comes in instead of like the halfway point, mm-hmm. he would be the hardest boss in the game. I do he believe is pretty because he is tough. And just for like even that half of health bar, he's pretty tough. Yeah. You get hit by like the, the death blade or whatever and your health bar just, <laughs> I mean, sometimes you can't even get the heal off in time. Yeah. And you just yeah, die. Um, but I just love, I was excited for him when the very first trailer came out, Mm -hmm. the whole time I was playing the game, I was like, where's this boss that was in the trailer that I want to fight? And he's like way at the end, like one of the final third to last or something. Yeah. Yeah. And finally got to him and I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. let's go. Um, But I just love his design and everything. And his lore is really interesting. And I love his little spinny moves. Do you have any that were like your least favorite? Least favorite? I do. In a weird way. Well, I will say, I don't believe that this game has a boss on the level of, like, Pinwheel or, like, the Covetous Demon yeah. from mm-hmm. Dark Souls 2. But the ones that I was always just like, ugh, whenever I came across were the cat-dog statue Watchdogs. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were terrible. Those were annoying. They just moved weird. I get it, but maybe if they weren't repeated as often, mm-hmm. you know, could be better. That would probably time. be my pick. Yeah. Uh, I really it's not like it's a bad boss fight but what was the name the second to lost ba- the first elden lord you know right before you get to the tree at the end of the game before you fight radigan the hore lu oh hore lu hore lu godfrey and then turns into hore lu yeah you didn't I, like you didn't like that i was disappointed by it is all mm. because he had this tiger thing on his side and i was like let's go you know uh, what i mean i was yeah, like let's fucking it. do it and then he's just like this brawler dude and he has cool moves he does the earth shaking stuff but i was kind of disappointed i was like where's the cat man yeah he kills him <laughs> i was kind of disappointed by that i was like oh i thought this was gonna be yeah. cool like two layered kind of fight mm-hmm. no that's fair and even even radigan wasn't anything like too crazy to me no i definitely i definitely agree um not like the best final boss, yeah. but I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And the, the music, though. Oh, yeah. my God. The music for like basically all the bosses, wow. Mm-hmm. Especially the ones I, some of the ones I hated the most, the God skins. Mm-hmm. God, their music was so good. I died the God like skin a duo. million times. Yeah. Oh, fuck the God skin mm-hmm. duo. Uh, I liked the uh, ancestral spirit or whatever, that like ghost yes. deer. Super, that. just like, I don't know, I thought that was... Easy boss, but yeah. like the design is just like really cool yeah, and it's like really floating cool. around and stuff. Just what an amazing game. Yeah. No, it was definitely worth the wait. I think it's great. I think the next game has a lot to live up to. Do you think they'll you know? do Elden Ring 2? No, I don't mean Elden Ring 2. I just mean the next. Because it seems like they're not done with this formula yet. Especially after this game. I couldn't imagine them abandoning it now. Oh, yeah. It's when so it just popular. seems like they just kind of figured out more of what they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not to the level of Elden Ring, because, like, guys, let's, like, Elden Ring is huge. Oh, my goodness. Ridiculously huge. Like, I, when you get teleported to, uh, like, Kaled through the treasure chest, and you're like, wow, 
This map, map is big. huge. <laughs> and then that's like a fifth yeah. of the map. It's You're insane. Like, oh, wow. Um, so I want to see what they can cook up next for sure. The one thing I can say, I don't know in the future how often this will be like a replayable title, you know, because mm-hmm. of its girth, because it's so huge. How often are you going to be? Is it something that you think, you know, you could go into once every couple, whenever you get the itch and not play through the whole game, but just play for like a bit, mm-hmm. you know, instead of like the other games where you might just beat it. Right. You know, yeah. when you feel the itch. Like Bloodborne, I can beat it in like a sitting just because I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Bloodborne's fun. That is interesting. I don't know. That's a toughie. I have seen though that the speed run, I don't know, it's like super current, minutes. but it's pretty quick. Like Some of the skips they do are crazy. Yeah. I, there's this one where you like jump off a cliff and then you like die in a certain spot and you can like, instead of respawning like back where at the grace, you mm-hmm. can choose to spawn at like a stake of America that was like closer in that other area. And the one that's super crazy is you can skip all the way to the Faramazula mm-hmm. area by like teleporting via like a thing, like one of the teleporter the things. But while it's happening, yeah, and then yeah. you like teleport to a grace mm-hmm. and the, like as that's happening and you like fall under the map and then you quit the game yeah. and then you spawn in and you're there. Like, I don't know how people figure that like, out, what? but whatever. Um, yeah, well, PvP you want to talk about? PvP. That's what you've been doing? Listen, PvP... That's always been interesting in the Souls games. I always think it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's not serious. Yeah. Let's just have some fun. But um, the one thing, and it's worse in this game, but it's just because it's more popular, is it's, everyone just does the same thing. That was what I was going to say. This was the worst PvP experience I've ever had in any Souls game. It That's was the problem awful the problem is the players it's and not the people yeah it is it's not it, the game it's yeah, the players it's the players because i literally think i maybe fought people with like three weapons like yep. i saw three different weapons and that was it and everyone was doing the same exact thing yep you just get fucking rivers of blood on your mm-hmm. katana and just go mm. like that's boring yeah it's very boring or you have like the one guy with the bloodhound step that like just tries to like bait you oh my god while the other guy comes and just tries to fuck you over and you're like okay so annoying yeah but um it is fun to gank ganking is fun mm. um just like getting like your bros together doing like silly builds mm-hmm. and just like destroying like, anyone that comes the in. the closest i've had to fun was with the sonic the hedgehog you know dash yes that one's that's the closest one i had <laughs> a lot of people have done some like really creative builds that are cool it's not like a teenage mutant ninja turtles one oh, did you nice. see that no, that was no, cool um, with the big turtle shell. Yeah, the, put the turtle shell on yeah. the back, and then they do the rolly thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty That's funny. That's good. But people are really creative and make these cool builds, but one person makes a YouTube video, they're like, this is the best PvP build. Mm-hmm. Just put rivers of blood on. Everybody And everyone it. is just like, let's just use it. But it's just like, don't you just, why don't you just like have fun? Like, mm-hmm. put something on that's funny. Put on a giant wood so, thing. Yeah, I, I guess I was either <laughs> like both too early and too late because I was too late where a video had already come out, probably. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, too early for people not to, like, get tired of it or just that there weren't so many people doing the same thing because everybody was still playing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was... It was, like, disheartening. Like, I, it was just, like, upsetting. I was like, this yeah. again. I'm like, okay. Because there's right. there's so many weapons and mm-hmm. so many, like, sorceries and faith things and yeah. everything. There's so much that you can do. And everyone does, like, the same three things. Yeah. It's like, 
dude, there's right. like 50 Ashes of War in the game. Yeah. That was the other thing. I don't know if I... There were some weapons that had the unique Ashes of War that I wish I could have changed. You know? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'd rather put something else. I don't know why they made that decision to be like, no, these are, aren't allowed. Right. Who cares? <laughs> but, yeah. I would have to agree. Final question I have is, what ending did you go for in the, your first... Well, or whatever one you were like, this is the ending I want. In my first playthrough, I usually always just do the classic, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So I got the classic Elden Lord, baby, make me the Elden Lord. Yeah. Um, but my favorite ending is probably... I think the coolest ending is the Frenzied Flame. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. The Ronnie ending is pretty good. My ending is the Frenzied Flame all the way. It's I a don't classic. Because I literally, before I knew I was going to do the Frenzied Flame ending, I literally got all the stuff because I fought Millennium and everything to get rid of it. And I was like, no way. I'm not doing this. So I literally went and I killed every NPC to save them from the flame. Mm-hmm. So all my friends, I went back. Kale, the merchant from the beginning, I was like, sorry, buddy. Killed him. Went around, killed everybody, did the Frenzied Flame, lit it up. Sky went on fire. That's what I want. That's what this world deserves. You think? I think so. But yeah. Apparently there's like seven endings. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing, though, that bothered me is like all the endings have a different like interpretation of like what the Erd Tree looks like when it's over. Mm-hmm. Like the the normal like base, like Elden Lord ending, the Erd Tree is normal again. Yeah. And then like obviously in Ronnie's ending like the world is night all the time and frenzied flame it's fucking exploded and there's fire everywhere yeah i wish it would stay like that in your world in your world yeah but it doesn't like you just you beat the game and then you just like go back out mm. it's just like third trees on fire from yeah. earlier I, that would have been really cool if they could have done that yeah. especially because the frenzied flames like sky it's so cool looks so cool um i guess there must have probably just been a reason they couldn't do that mm-hmm. but it still makes me sad yeah also, because in the Frenzy Flame ending, if that happened, then your head would be like a flame. So Right, but that would be kind of cool. That would be sick. <laughs> they could have just made it like a helmet. Right, yeah. It's totally the helmet. Not, or like helmet. just an appearance thing. Like you can go to the mirror and just take it off. Or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, good game. Cool though. Yeah, very good game. Um, One more thing that I saw. We saw, actually. We saw. Just like, what, two days ago? Yeah. We saw everything, everywhere, all, all at, at once. once. And that was crazy. A good film. This movie is good. You've probably seen somebody talk about somebody it. talk about it. Somebody give it high praise. Uh, it's a hard film to hate. That's easy to say. It's just so fun. It's so fun. They just had a blast with it. You can tell mm-hmm. everyone on screen just seems to be having a good time. You know, not like literally like oh in the movie this is great, but just yeah. <laughs> the performers <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, just so many fun inventive things they do. It, fun is the word. It's just a fun creative movie yeah hating on this movie is difficult because it's like saying i don't like it when movies take risks or you know i don't like it when movies try something new or i don't like it when they try to you know challenge what a normal movie looks like right you know so it's tough to say anything negative because it feels like you're harshing on everything Mm -hmm. uh the film do you want to say do we want to say what it's like about because i'll be real i didn't know (laughs) You didn't know anything? I knew it was like the multiple universes colliding. That's it. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's all you should ever tell anybody. Yeah. It's like a multiverse movie. Mm-hmm. That's it. And especially in the climate now where, you know, the big blockbuster temple films, mm-hmm. that's what they're dealing with now. Right. It came out at a perfect time. 
I think that this movie potentially will make um, Doctor Strange worse. Right. It really could. That's a good point. It really could make Doctor Strange be like, hmm. Because I feel like, you know, if a lot of people see this movie, then everyone goes and sees Multiverse of Madness, which everybody is. Yes. They're like, damn, everything everyone wants did better. <laughs> For real. And it's like, oof. That would be tough. That is a good point, though. So, I don't know. I, I can all... I say see it. Go see it, like, right now. Oh, yeah. Go see it. If you can. I know it's totally for a long it. time it was hard to see, but it has a wide release now. Yep. It, everywhere. So go see it while you can. It's very fun. Have a good time. Don't let yourself laugh. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> I do wonder what the audition process was like to, to be a young man walking into a room in front of a camera, casting director, everybody, being like, hello, you know? My name is blah, 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 giving them all the information. I'm reading for the part of man who shoves trophy up ass, number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> like, what is that process like? I'm auditioning for Alpha Jumper Edgelord. <laughs> right, exactly. Please, like, come on. That must have been an experience. I'm sure. But yeah, everything everywhere all at once from Daniels. Daniels, the directing duo. Directing duo Daniels. Yeah. Damn, Daniels. Damn, Daniels. <laughs> Back at it again film. with the good films. <laughs> and uh, was, that was that it? it? That was it for me, man. I have two little things. Two little things. Did you hear about Turning Red? Turning Red. It's the film. Pixar film. It's the movie that people were mad about for whatever reason. It's good. It's cute. Why were they mad? Because they're like, if you're not friends with the director then you won't like this movie because it's full of like in jokes and blah 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 and the in jokes are girls have periods oh <laughs> so because that's what the movie's like about and it's about just like kind of like a generational trauma almost you know kind of mm-hmm. similar to another movie and it's good she turns into a red panda it's super cute the the <laughs> girls are like full of personality they're like a little gang of girls you know they're emotive. They're allowed to be like people, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. She like writes like they're obsessed. It's a small plot point, but they have this like crush on this like gas station worker. Okay. He's just like this 17-year-old like kid. They're just like he's so hot and he's just sitting there with like a blank expression on his face. Seems realistic. <laughs> and I watch Parallel Mothers. Oh, new Almodovar. Yeah. And it was That's exciting. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. It was um, Penelope Cruz. Wow, really good in this. She's great. She's great in everything. But in this, I was like, oh, okay, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the story of two mothers. And are they parallel? They are parallel most of the time, <laughs> and then they go perpendicular. Whoa! In the bed. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what? No, I'm kidding. That doesn't happen. Um, and. Yeah, they both have their kids. One, she's older, an older woman, uh, Penelope Cruz, mm-hmm. and the other actress is a is a young woman. She's like, I think she might even be a teenager at the beginning of the film when she has her baby. Okay. And it's them traversing their lives, their relationships, you know, with the fathers and whatever, and kind of coming in out of each other's lives. There's more to the movie than that. There's I haven't actually told you what the movie's actually about, but I don't know if I want to. No, because I do want to see it. Because it was a moment for me where I was like, oh, that's what the movie's about. And then um, it kind of goes from there. The ending is definitely something. It's maybe not what you expect 
All I can say watching this movie is you shouldn't forget what the movie is actually trying to be about. Because the movie tries to be about something, and then it feels like it shifts gears and everything, but the ending kind of brings it all back. It's just like, wait, no, no, no. The movie's actually about this. Okay? Don't forget. Okay. So that's just a tip, a hot tip from me. Is it as good as... I can't even... For some reason, I can't... The last film... Pain that, and Glory? Was it a, is it better than that ending? No. That's that a classic. Great. I think I even have it on my list <laughs> for the endings. It's a good ending. So uh, why don't we head over to the news if we're done with weeks? The news. The news. The news. Oh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. We He's already talked about... Fight the Meg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be so bad. I gotta stop myself. Do it. He's gonna fight the Meg. I'm Meg. Jason Statham, and you're the Meg, and I'm gonna punch you in the face. Slap you in the face. I'm gonna kick you in the balls and t- give you a reach around. I'm Jason Statham. <laughs> that was good. Attack on Titan: The Final Season Part Three coming 2023. We already talked about that. Yeah. But also, the Oscars happened. The Oscars. But did they? The Oscars have been overshadowed. What one best picture? Coda. Okay, great. Should we move on? <laughs> Dune won like seven awards. Dune, yeah, Dune. Whatever. The big sweep. Dune sweep. Technicals, awesome. That's great. Fantastic no directing, though, somehow. Not even a nom. Not even a nom. Very upsetting. Dune, I mean, good job. Six Oscars, that's big. Not yeah. a lot of movies say they won six Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just hopefully Dune Part 2, we can get the... 20 Lord Oscars. of the Rings, 13 Oscars. Yes, dude. Give me that. I would love that. But the main thing that happened that everyone's going to remember it for, which sucks because it does sincerely overshadow all the awards, even before this, because you didn't even watch the Oscars. I, listen, yeah, true story. I didn't even watch the Oscars. Crazy. This was even before the slap. In quotes. In quotes. <laughs> this was the worst Oscars show. I heard it was unreal it boring. It was so... Bad, like the worst. Like you thought last year was bad, or the year before, or the year before. <laughs> right. This year was <laughs> really bad. Bad, because it just felt like there was no respect for any of the films. A lot of the jokes of the night were like at the creators and the film's expense. You know, because they made like so stupid. They made something like the winner of this award's gonna you know, of the next award's gonna win a very special prize. It's this, it's a movie that's never been seen before, The Last Duel by Ridley Scott, right? And it's like, okay, funny joke, but like here of all places. Right. Like, you know, when I don't know. And it's like the last duel is like better than like a the lot House of, the of Gucci. Yeah, that were nominated for something. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. So it's weird. And it was just and then even jokes about like Power of the Dog and stuff like that. Yeah, they're like, just they've always been extremely tone deaf on why people like it like the mm-hmm. Oscars or like even interested in like seeing people like win awards because like it's supposed to be celebrating film and it's weird it's just weird because there's like ribbing on a film or whatever and like still but it's like it doesn't feel like it's coming from a place of admiration you know it doesn't feel like because you can say stuff like that but then still be like and it's awesome but Mm. that and it's awesome part never comes right so it just feels weird and it's always like you know the show is about movies and we have Fucking 10 musical performances mm-hmm. from Eminem and Billie Eilish. And Beyonce and whatever. Like, why? Like, I get that usually, see, that's the thing. Usually, they're the nominated songs, but not even always. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know if they think that just grabs people's attention. Like, I, I, it just feels like they're always playing to the wrong crowd. They are. 
they're playing to the people who already hate the Oscars. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. It's unbelievable. Maybe they'll get their act together at some point. But then the slap happened. And everyone was like, great. Everyone was like, fantastic. So Chris Rock made a joke about uh, Will Smith's wife's hair. Looking like G.I. Jane. Looking like G.I. Jane, which is like such a dated joke to begin with. And Will Smith got mad. He walked up on stage. He slapped Chris Rock, sat down. He said, you know. Keep your wife's name out your fucking mouth. My wife's name. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to, okay? (laughs) Okay, good. That's a good (laughs) recreation. And then, of course, the memes were everywhere. Oh, my God. The memes are just way too funny. The Minecraft edits, the JoJo edits, the (laughs) whatever they need. Everywhere. Um, I don't want to talk about it anymore. No, it's fucking stupid. And it's uh, it's just dumb. I think it's a shame that this is what this year's Oscars are going to be remembered for. When there were good films in the running. Um, yeah, and like a lot of cool people won awards. Like the first like deaf person won You know what award. else was stupid that happened? What's up? Um, when they came out to do the animation one, they like basically called animated movies kids movies Mm. like animated movies are great for kids and families to get together and watch when one of the movies nominated was flea the like gay you know refugee movie yeah and i was like bro and it was just like awful and and they were like we haven't seen any of them except okanto but we've seen Encanto 50 times i was like okay disney i get that you have a stranglehold on the oscars but fuck off it's like i get that it's your show but like come on so stupid so, yeah, very bad. And then there was, like, a sexual assault joke. And I was like, bro, not the time or place. What? Because they were, like, uh, Timothy Chalamet, Tyler Perry, blah, blah, all the hot dudes. You know, get up here for your COVID screening. And she started, like, rubbing them down, checking you for COVID. And I was like, bro. And Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa. I was like, what? What? I know. Like, how bro, I'm stupid glad do I you have watch. to be? What the fuck, bro? Yeah, that's all messed anyway, up. Anyway, it's totally dumb. Totally stupid. Oscars are stupid. Yeah. Oscars are stupid. You know what's way better than the Oscars? The Staggies. The Staggies, bro. We had the Staggies one time, one time only. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They were awesome. So. Staggies are the greatest for now and forever. They will live forever. Um, It can't be an episode of The Staggler without some news about Fast 10. <laughs> it's true because this is probably the most anticipated film of all time. Brie Larson joins Fast and Furious it's 10. Huge. There's only There's only one thing... There's no, this could only mean one thing. Yeah. Dom has a sister. That's bro, that's what I'm saying. It's the only option, right? Brie Larson is going to be Dominic Toretto's sister and... Uh, what is his brother's name? John Cena? John Cena. John, John Cena. John Cena's <laughs> sister, too. <laughs> Jake? Jake, maybe. I don't know. I think know. it is Jake. I don't know for sure, though. Anyway, it's totally going to be Dominic Toretto's sister. It's pretty obvious, I believe. It would be crazy if she wasn't. Yeah, it would be crazy. Or what about have you seen his mom? Dominic Toretto's mom. I don't think like she, even in the flashbacks in no, nine, I don't, I don't think, think we I did. Don't think so. She could be his mom. She like she's time travels. <laughs> no, she time travels. Oh, and okay. she's like, we gotta help. We gotta save your dad. Oh, oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> that can't That'd be great. Honestly, that. is that she's where we like, go? What if she's Cipher's sister? Ooh, yeah. Is she a baddie? Could be. No, not even. 
She's like, my sister's bad. You need to help me stop my sister. You know? Okay. Could okay. be that. Interesting. A lot of possibilities. So there's... Because remember, Jason Momoa is the bad guy in this one. Right. Yeah. With Cypher. With Cypher probably behind the scenes pulling the strings. Hmm. And the director from Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> I'm just hoping they go real big with this one. They can do time travel, whatever. Anything mm-hmm. they want to do. But Fast 11... They gotta tone it down. I think that's the way to go. You go way all back the way for the last racing. one, all the way back to the roots, or maybe go crazy and then have like the finale be like, "Give me a, give me a pink slip race." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That and could definitely the happen. The classic a quarter pink mile slip race would be good. Quarter mile, but that it could take cool. place like on the moon, like we said. Or whatever. right, they could have race wars on the moon. That'd be cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be sweet. I I think that's where they should go. Where they should up. Up all the stakes and everything, but bring it down back to Pink Slip Race. Yeah. So it's like we're on a volcano on the moon in a different universe. Pink hologram race. <laughs> but it's a pink hologram race. <laughs> That'd be good. I don't know. Alrighty. Okay. Okay. Amazon completes 8.5 billion acquisition of MGM. Cool. The monopolization of everything. Everything continues. Very cool. Thank Great. you. <laughs> Anthony Mackie to Yo. open film and TV studio in New Orleans. City mayor supports decision. What's it going to be called? Plan A? What? Get it? No. It was a joke because Brad Pitt's company is called Plan B. Uh, and his name's Brad and Anthony's name is Anthony. Starts with A, so his would be Plan A. That would make sense. It was just, I guess, it was just too smart of a joke. Yeah, it's just too much for me. <laughs> it was I like Rick know. and Morty level. That was. Do you write for them? <laughs> but uh, this is cool. That is cool. It's it's going to be um, 20 acres of land in the s- southern city. So there you go. Nice. Very cool. Always like to track stuff like that. Speaking of stuff like that, Chris Stuckman, Project Shelby Oaks, breaks Kickstarter record for yeah, a horror movie. Yeah, I saw this. That's really cool. This is very cool. Chris Stuckman, he's Setting. the internet man, and he's making his own movie. That's awesome. He is. We will see it. I will definitely check it out. Maybe it'll be playing... We can get stuck banized in the theater. Yeah, I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping. You know, we honestly could possibly be lucky enough to like be at the theater. I know. I was thinking the if, film. like maybe the one in Cleveland Heights, <laughs> you know? The... Like the one where like he's there and he talks. Right. That'd like... be very cool. I would be totally down to do that, especially because it's a horror movie and everything. It's very cool. We could definitely probably be able to do that. How much did you donate? I won't say, <laughs> right. but I'm a, I'm a big donor. Okay. What about higher and lower? Would you do higher and lower? Sure. Okay, so like a hundred. Higher. A thousand. Higher. Okay, that's okay. I'll stop there. <laughs> Spy Kids remake from Rob Rod. Set at Netflix. Nah. Wait, Rob Rod's behind the. That's what behind it says. It? So it's no from way. Rob Rod. A remake. Wait, a remake or a reboot? A reimagining. It's a reimagining of the successful 2001 Spy Kids franchise. So there you go. Write and direct wow. the new film. And like the original series, the new Spy Kids movie will focus on a multicultural family of international spies. Sounds awesome. You already know I'll be there. You know it. God, we love Spy Kids here. So good. We're a pro Spy Kids for sure. Absolutely. We have a whole episode about Spy Kids. (laughs) Spy Kids. Spy Kids. This is just a best of, folks. Inland Empire Restoration coming back to a theater near you right now. Right now. Just go see it, guys. Go see the the restoration. David Lynch helped, so he's behind it. He, He knows what's up. Go check it out. I promise you, well, maybe you have seen a movie like it, but you haven't seen a movie like it that's that old because he is always just like 10 years ahead. 
How old is it? It's like 2,000-something. Mm, interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. No. I'm, yeah, in the, yeah, I will see the film. This is how David Lynch uh, campaigned for Laura Dern for Best Actress. For your consideration, Laura Dern. He just sat out on the side of the road with his cow and with a big poster of her and just campaigned. He's great. Yeah, I mean, look at that. How He's do you a great guy. That? He's a great guy. Um, one thing. Yeah. Uh, to touch back on the Oscars for a minute. Oh, sure. The future of the Oscars. Um, so, like, for instance, next year, you know, any predictions for what could happen next year at the Oscars? Um, well, since Will Smith has been banned, it's going to be nothing with him. But I think maybe we'd be seeing probably a sweep, honestly. A sweep. I think we're seeing a sweep where somebody's going to win them all. Okay. Like, Let all me throw them. something out there. Okay. We're looking at... For the 2023 Oscars, mm-hmm. a sweep. Potentially could be, at least so far, the greatest film of the year. Mm-hmm. Maybe the greatest film of the decade. Morbius. The decade? I was kind of thinking, like, all time. It, it could be. Have you seen the box office ratings? It's made $200 trillion already. That's true. That's true. And it's for less than one weekend. Yeah. That's so, pretty great. Uh, the Morbius sweep is coming. And nobody can stop it. I don't think uh, Jared Leto. Obviously, they might as well not even nominate anybody else for best actor. Right. He's gonna win again. Well, I wonder if they can nominate the same movie more than once. You know. Hmm. Because that's if they could. That's it's obvious that it deserves it. You know. Absolutely. Because it's kind of like it's a movie, but it's also just like a, a lifestyle. Hmm. You know, like how many times? Like, be honest. How many times have you seen Morbius? Probably like, geez, already ten. I'm yeah. I'm at 11. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm actually, I'm at like 11 and a half. Yeah. I'm actually seeing it later today when the show's over. I'm listening to it in my ears right now. Wow, really? Yeah. I have a little I, mean, I play it through it. in my head constantly. But... Right. Just like reimagine. But I'm like actually yeah. listening to it. Wow. That's awesome. Like, do you know the part he's at right now? Yeah. Well, no, but. Yeah. yeah. I'm, at, I'm at the part where she's like, you're a vampire. And he's like, not that kind of vampire. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now he's like doing the. the Morbius one. stuff. Yeah. Now he's making the sandwich like he does, and he's putting the blood ketchup bottle on. Yeah, that was a good part. That's the, my favorite part. What's your favorite part? Um, favorite part's probably when he says, when he does a bunch of Morbius stuff, mm-hmm. and he does his little superhero landing, or moral ambiguous mm-hmm. landing. Mm-hmm. He lands down, and he says, that's the Morbius. Right. right. That's, that, that's like the icon. That's probably what they're going to be used for the best actor clip. Yep. I mean, that's like Avengers Assemble from Endgame, but like... <laughs> Even better, on, way better. Yeah, way better. That's the Morbius. Mm-hmm. It's just classic. I like the part where, uh, you know, the the bad guy's like, "I hate you, Morbius." And Morbius goes, "I hate you, Lesbius." Mm. That was that's so. A cl- that is a really that so good one. Good. That's like with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like I think I hate you, Lesbius, is gonna be. Morbius means Lesbius. And it's so God, great. the writing is just on another level. It's so incredible. God, it's so good. Thank you, Jared Leto mm-hmm. and the Morbius cast and crew. Absolutely. I think that does it for the news. That does do it for the news. <laughs> we have our spotlight. Best endings. Dispute late. The best. Maybe not the best of the best, but you know, coolest. Some of our favorite endings. Some of our favorite. If I had to start with one, I this is I know this is weird because it's coming in hot, but I just coming have a take hot. that I need to say right away because I don't want to like be lame and repeat myself. But do you have your number one favorite ending of all time on that list? Number one favorite ending of all time. Honestly, Can you say? 
I don't even know if I could like say, oh yeah, that's my favorite ending ever. I could. I've made a decision because I'm trying to be more decisive in life. Well, I think I know what yours is going to be. I know. You already do know, so you can say it for me. I've already made that decision in life. I'm trying to be decisive. So my favorite ending of all time is... Bo Trevi. And it's just, that's not going to change anything. <laughs> well, okay. Before I saw more, more right, Morbius. This is, obviously, this is pre-Morbius talk because we did that. We settled this up. We didn't realize that Morbius sweep was going to happen. Right, obviously. But no, that it's just the way it is, and I'm still thinking about it, and it's great. So it is good. I don't know. I don't think right now I could pick my favorite ending ever. Mm-hmm. It is tough. It is. There's a lot of endings out there. There's a lot of endings. There is a lot, but I have a lot that I like a lot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, I guess I'll kick it off with Zombievers. Yeah, Zombievers classic. Classic. I mean, hey man, there's something in the road. No, it's not nah, that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> classic. Very good. That is a classic. Um, do you want me to keep going or? Uh, I mean, we can forth, we can or? go back and forth. I'm just thinking off the top of my head now. I guess Kaiser Soze, Usual Suspects. Yep, I had the Usual Suspects. That's on great. I All mean, time twists. Yeah, I mean, come on. Seriously, it's just like that. <laughs> He's gone. It's gone. one of those ones that's, even if you don't know the twist, you probably know the twist just because it's so ingrained and like mm. other stuff that was so influential. Yeah, in that it's way. like the twist. Um, everybody knows it at this point. So yeah, I'd have to say that. Yep. Um, cl- this classic, one of my favorite films of all time, Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Maybe the happiest ending ever to a movie. Yeah. The two bros chilling on the beach. Not. They're in set millimeters apart because mm-hmm. they might be gay. Prison, you know, stuff happens. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, but I mean, there's just not a film that makes you feel that good at the end. Classic yeah. the beach. They, they get the big hug. Senior bro again after you know however long. Yeah, long years. time. That's just classic. Makes you so good. It's the taste of freedom. It you is. Know? Um, there will be blood. Oh, yep, I have that. It's a fantastic ending. What is he? I what? drink your milkshake. <laughs> No, but what's the very final line of the movie after he kills? He's Paul like, Dano? it's, it's. He doesn't he say it's finished? Something like it's that. like it's finished. Like the movie's over. Like it's finished. <laughs> or I'm finished. Maybe it's one of the two. It's something along those lines for sure. My straw reaches all mm-hmm. the way. Ah, great. <laughs> Talk about bowling, Twitter. You know what we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Man, there's a bowling pin scene. So there yeah, there's go. plenty of bowling, mm-hmm. bowling balls and bowling pins. Yeah, good. They both get a lot of action. <laughs> what else? Uh, prisoners. Oh yeah. Jeez. Oh, good, good, good. One of the best, like up in the air, and you know, there's. Yes. You know, I feel like a lot of endings we've done so far are like classic. Mm. Well, both Chavai, I guess, could be kind of up in the air. Yeah, true. Or very up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just you know, prisoners classic up in the air. Does he actually hear him or no? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He yeah. does. In he my does. Opinion. He does hear him. I mean, if you want to go up there, I don't agree with it, but a lot of people would say nocturnal animals with that. Mm, it's just the thing. Yeah, classic ending. I think maybe just we could talk about just endings in general that we like, like the type of endings. Oh, yeah. And that's the type of endings that we often enjoy, ones where they let you kind of come Mm-hmm. To terms with everything at the end of the film. Yep. You, know? you come up with what happened. Basically. And there you go. You and have you it. Rock- it. It just feels like it, it leaves me on a note that the filmmaker trusted me. And that's right. a good feeling. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. There's some TV shows, movies, whatever. I, I wish I could remember what it was. But there was some TV show that I saw. I didn't really watch it, but I just, like a friend watched it. And I like, okay. popped in now and again. And the ending was so final that not only did you see the character's grow old and die you saw them go to heaven 
and reunite with their loved ones. That's how final this show wanted to be. Wow. It's like, look, they lived their whole life, had a family, died, and then went to heaven. The end. Like, that's incredible. Holy shit, yeah. That's a lot that of closure. That ties it up. Too much closure, maybe. That ties it up big time. To me. Um, same vein as Nocturnal Animals, though. Like, same kind of mm-hmm. the lobster. They basically have the same ending. They do. It's very similar, I'm yeah. just kind of like, ooh, Except someone gets left. One may be missing an eye. We don't know. Potentially, or his life. Or his life. <laughs> yes. Or neither. Um, if you want to talk downer endings. Ooh, downer? We talk about any downers The here. Descent, which is a little horror flick in about the, the whole, the, the, in the title, the down. The, exactly. <laughs> the cave, the cave spelunkers go on an adventure and they find mutated people and, you know, they start getting picked off one by one. And this actually had like two different endings. Mm. One ending, I think it was the American ending, um, the final girl gets out of the cave. She's running. She goes to the road. She drives away. And it's like the end, right? I think maybe a ghost screams at her. Okay. But in the original ending, that all happens. The ghost screams at her. Then you find out that she didn't escape the cave at all. She's still stuck at the bottom. And she's hallucinating because she's gone crazy from being down in the cave so long. Oh. And that's the end. That's what I wish would have happened in 47 meters down. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I think an ending like that, that especially when you're dealing with a horror movie, just to have that kind of gut punch, like, oh, mm-hmm. oh that's yeah. the end. But it's still satisfying is the important thing at yeah. the end of the day. It's still like, you know, mm-hmm. get what's going on. Absolutely. Um, sad endings, Infinity War. God, does oh, it get so more sad, sad than that? So sad. I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. I don't feel so good. I mean, or whatever. come on. Yeah. Not as good as... The one scene from Morbius, but... Yeah. What did you think of the ending of Morbius? I mean, we already talked. It's incredible. Yeah. God, it's so good. Sad, but happy. Mm-hmm. Uplifting. Erotic. Oh, my God. So yes. erotic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It got they, my blood They really flowing. have to clean the seats after. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> gross. <laughs> they already disinfected, but they had to go... Cr- they they did. bring the they fire hose. It, I think it was funny, because the theater I went to actually had, like, the theme park kind of ride thing... Where it would spray the disinfectant. Like, you know, in a theme park where you're watching screen, you go into a waterfall and they spray the water at you. <laughs> yeah. It had that, but like for disinfectant, like during wow. that scene. Yeah. Just it really kept, some of it was caught in air, like just disinfected. Yeah. So <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> just good. Oh my God. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Um. I like that ending a lot because cool guys do look at explosions. Oh, yeah. That's the only cool thing to do. I, yeah, it's a pretty good ending. It's, it's just a, you know, it's an uplifting. You know, mm-hmm. he kills everybody. <laughs> he gets his it's, wife it's, back. It's, it's like a cathartic ending for sure. Yeah. Where you're just like, yeah, good. You know, mm-hmm. um, which isn't maybe something you always get in right. a lot of movies. You know, it's, there's usually mm-hmm. a bad edge to it or whatever. I feel like Tarantino's pretty good. Overall, I'm making like the classic, like, yeah, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is. Good. I mean, think about his past, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Same happy idea. ending. Yeah. You're like, fuck yes, this yeah. is awesome. And Glorious Bastards, they fucking kill Hitler. Pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that is that is a special brand of ending. Uh, it is a classic, and I feel like it just it wouldn't work if he walked away from the explosion. I don't know. It's better that he turns around and he looks at it. And he's yeah. like, yeah, fuck this. I house. agree. It does work better that way. Um, I have. Mulholland Drive, which can't spoil. Uh, yeah, I don't want to know. But I don't know what I mean 
by the ending because I don't. Okay. I don't know if I mean silencio, or if I mean right, yeah, or if I mean the box, or like basically everything after the box. What's in the box? Everything seven. There you go. Good ending. <laughs> everything after the box is kind of what I was thinking, even though that's like a lot of the movie. But even just the ending ending is good too. Mm-hmm. It, it, and that's all good. That's all I can say. I'll have to see it. Another one that I could say is relatively open-ended. Mm. Kind of. Open-ended kind of. <laughs> um, Spy Kids, 3D, game over. Mm. In my opinion, obviously, it's the greatest crossover in the history of film. Yeah. It doesn't get much better than the whole family getting called together. Avengers has a lot to thank for it, so it works out. And you can tell that they learned. Um, also, uh, Spirit, the stallion of the Spirit end. Dude, he chases the eagle again. He races oh, yeah, the eagle okay, friend, sure. and he's free, yeah, and he's, he's, free. he's back with the herd. I just guess that I, the specifics of the ending, I was like, I know it goes good. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so emotional. Beautiful yeah. ending. Um, one of the ones I had was Clue, which is that comedy movie based off the board game. Right. And the cool thing about the ending was that there was multiple endings about who the killer cop mm. could have been. So there was like, I think, three endings. You know, it's this is what would happen if she was the killer, or if she was the killer, or if he was the killer. Um, and then, they, of course, they have the true ending at the end, which has uh, one of my favorite lines to ever end on a movie, which is uh, Michael McKean, uh, Chuck from Better Call Saul, um, oh, saying, nice. he's the police officer's like, what are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. It's just a very funny line. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> um, speaking of... You said Better Call Saul. We'll talk about television. Uh, some TV endings. Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Possibly, right. quite possibly, the most satisfying television ending. You know, looking back on it, it's been like, what, like two years now. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought about, like, I think about Mr. Robot a lot, yeah. but I haven't thought about Mr. Robot and been like, man, I wish I would know what happened after. Yeah. No, I've never dumb. once been like, nope, I'm like, boom, this mm-hmm. is it. Perfect. It, and that's that's good because that's the point of the ending right (laughs) you know um which was always funny because on the night of the finale like premiere there sam asmell was like live tweeting of course yeah and a lot a few of the cast people were like live tweeting and as soon as the show ended uh joey badass like tweeted out leon spinoff when (laughs) hashtag (laughs) leon or whatever i was like thanks that's great (laughs) the leon spinoff i would watch i'm just saying i would watch i would watch uh breaking bad yeah very good ending. Classic ending. Of the Breaking Bad show. Yeah, the, no, El no El Camino. We don't talk about El Camino. Better Call Saul, we have to see. We have to see. Who knows what they'll do. Soon. But does that even count as an ending? What do you mean? I mean, I guess Better Call Saul is over, but the story's not really over because we know what happens. Yeah, I guess. But at least all the other characters. True. Yeah. True. Um, and then last, I for television, I have a Bebop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Television. Cowboy Bebop. Classic I didn't even think ending. about that one. Thinking about like television. That's good. I, mm. uh, I'm trying to think of now of all the things I could. Think you're gonna of. carry that weight. That's just a fucking yeah, banger. That's a line. You have like this the stick on your car, or is it on your laptop, or wherever? You I have the, the the squad on my car. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, I have. And I think I have. You're gonna carry that weight on. Yeah. There. Yeah. There yeah. it goes. Right here. Classic right next line. To Mr. Robot. I mean, yeah, we can just look at the back of your thing and see all the good endings. Yeah. Uh, Naruto. Or is that... I don't know. Where's Naruto? Yeah, there Naruto. Sasuke, Naruto. Did MASH have a good ending? I don't know. MASH, I don't know either. I don't really remember. 
Uh, Jaws, great ending. Yeah. Kill Bill, pretty cool. My Hero's not over yet. Hunter Hunter's also not over. <laughs> Hunter Hunter will never be over, that, so yeah, we'll never know if it has say. a good ending. Uh, wow. I'm just knocking everything over now. Jeez. Another ending I had here was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh. How terrific. So emotional. So emotionally charged. The the mm. the performance the actress gives. Oh, yeah. Just tracking on her face as the music swells. So, so, so music, good. so good. Especially because it's like the first time you hear music. Like, the whole <laughs> in movie, the whole movie, and it's basically. like so loud and yeah. so overwhelming. Very, very good stuff. Um, Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. That's a classic, like, like yeah. dang. Because he's it, like, I'll be having, what does he say? I'll be having the senator over for dinner. Yeah. So, like, like, whatever. Yeah. Classic, because you know what he means. Mm-hmm. Not for dinner, but for dinner. For dinner. Uh, classic, you know, the phone call. Hello, Clarice. Mm-hmm. Another, I guess you could call that a downer, sort of. Kinda, but you know, also kind of like, exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Like, oh, wow, dang, you made it. TV shows, just because you mentioned it, and I'm just yeah. gonna say it, even though I don't think it's like the best ending ever. I was surprised that a show like Z Nation, because I have to shout out Z Nation. Z Nation, yes. Um, Let's go. I was surprised on a show that it was five seasons, like a sci-fi asylum production, in its fifth season, where I don't think they even knew they were like canceled by the end of it was able to scramble together something that was a pretty fulfilling, satisfying ending. And do you want me to just go ahead and say? Yes, what happens? They have, the whole show has been, you know, let's get Murphy to this lab to create a vaccine because the vaccine is in his blood. He's the the only one, he's immune to zombie bites, whatever. He's also like magic because he can like control zombies with his Mm. mind now, but whatever. Gets to the lab, it's destroyed, blah, blah, blah. They end up finding the one doctor. There's a bunch of this chaos. There's this new community. The doctor ends up dying, right? And they're like, that's it. That's it. There's nothing left. Dang. Whatever. Murphy, this is something that has been set up previously, but Murphy finds her body. He eats her brain, and he learns how to create the vaccine because he gets memories from eating the brains. Nice. And so it ends with him just picking up the brain, eating it, looking up, and he's like, Fuck yeah, I got it. Holy shit. And that's the end. And you're like, yeah, man. That's like... That's awesome. You get it. You're like, oh, okay, it solves. No problem. It's all good. It's such an easy way for them to have wrapped everything up and been like, the path to rebuilding has arrived. You know, finally. At the end of the show. It's what they always set out to do. There it was. End. It was perfect. Interesting. You know? And you know what? That reminds me, since we were just doing movies, then we got on television... Games, right? Games, games have general. endings. Games do have. The endings. Last of Us, Last the of first us. one, Last of Us ending in the first game. Wow, very, very good. That was like a. That's mm-hmm. a zinger. That is a zinger. Okay. Boom. <laughs> Cue the music. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I gotta make an edit of that. You can edit that if you'd like. Um, geez, and you know I. Oh, Pac-Man. Great. <laughs> <laughs> when you get that final cherry, and you go. Burr, 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 burr. Pac-Man doesn't end, does it? I don't know if Pac-Man ends. Probably not. I think you just play it until your high score is forever. Really? Probably. Hmm. Uh, Black Ops 3. Call of Duty Black Ops 3. I have no idea what the ending of that is. Highly contested. Well, it's not even contested. I feel like most people hate Black Ops 3, mm-hmm. but they didn't do what me and my best friend Doug did, which mm-hmm. was beat the whole campaign on realistic difficulty, which is by far the hardest thing I've ever done wow. in any game ever. Mm-hmm. An incredible accomplishment, and I will flex that forever. The ending 
when they ask you who you are and you say that you're Taylor, which is not who you are. Oh. Big cliffhanger number one, huge mind bend, what is happening? And I just want them to continue that story because I really need to but know what the hell is going on. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a long time. It's Black Ops 3, there was a fourth. Black Ops 4 came out, but they had no campaign. Oh, God. They didn't continue <gasps> the story. That's crazy. So they need to come Bruh. out with Black Ops 3 and a half. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really want to know what happens. Uh, what other games are there that have good endings? Uh, I think um, so many games. It doesn't really, I don't know if it really counts because you kind of make your own ending, but Until Dawn. Yeah. I mean, any of those story games is good. I In the vein of that, the original Walking Dead. Mm. Uh, Telltale game. Telltale. I love the ending of that because it's so you know bittersweet and all the characters that you've come to love are now all dead. Yeah, really great <laughs> stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> and even the final season of that ending was pretty good too. Mm-hmm. But nothing tops the original in in that regard. Right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to. I don't know. It's kind of hard to. Th- I guess maybe there's not that many video games that have superior endings. Yeah, endings that are like really good isn't isn't too 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 often i think in video games like there's video games ending where you're like that was a good boss and the story ends right which is different than kind of what we're going for now where it's Mm. like the story ending is like oh wow perfect fantastic blown away yeah because even like god of war was like really good but it's not really like ending because you know just like leading into the Mm -hmm. next thing it just kind of gets you excited the next game though could have a banger ending for sure it could there's only one way to know gotta get there gotta play it right um Back to movies, though. Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler. Oh, man. That's mm. a classic villain wins, <laughs> I <laughs> guess. Is, that is a villain win uh, movie. Um, geez, yeah. He will never, ever put you in a situation that he would not put himself in. What What, what is it? It's like JTV or something? Or what is he called? Little Production? <laughs> JTV is the jewelry channel. I don't think they could make it that. <laughs> I can't remember. But I know what you're talking about. But yeah. Hey, it's a good scoop. That's all I can say. Good scoop? Yeah. It's like w- good soup? No, good scoop. Like a journalist getting a new story is like a scoop. Mm-hmm. So, you know, watching someone die in front of you is pretty good scoop. The scoop. I'm just letting it happen. Velvet Buzzsaw. <laughs> Velvet Buzzsaw. How's that end? Is that when the tat is the ending? The tattoo? tattoo. Yeah. God, that movie's horrible. <laughs> um, I'm that mad that you mentioned it. So upsetting. Uh, psh, elephant sitting still. Four-hour movie where the ending is like, ah, uh, okay. Here's the deal. I want to formally apologize <laughs> to all <laughs> listeners of the Stagler. I mentioned the Elephant Sitting Still on the very first episode because it was a uh, Hubo like first only movie, and now here I am mentioning it on the very last episode, and I still have not seen it. I know, despite I know. owning it. I know, I own it. It's in the living room right now. It's I four know where hours. It is. But it is a four-hour film. That's just a lot to commit. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, you're you're just really not in the mood. To but I've like, seen it, on, and you know it. what? Good ending. And I want to see it. I really do. And I mentioned it before. I hate repeating myself from the very first episode, but you watch the movie ending, and then you read the little booklet, and you read the short story, and then you're like, wow. Wow. And it hits you again. I want to see it. I want to see it. I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tweet about it when you eventually watch it. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. Right, right there. Right there. Right there. Or for the audio listeners, at underscore Nictionary. Perfect. Like the word dictionary, but instead of a D, it's an N. Yeah. And mine's at Mervillian YT. Yeah, so buddy. There you go. 
Um, Moneyball. Yeah. Maybe my favorite movie ever. Good ending. Clap. You're such a loser, Dad. Such a loser, Dad. It's good. Yeah, it's relatable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, First Reformed. First Reformed, yes. I can't believe I didn't write that one down. Classic. First Reformed is very good. Um, another That is open-ended, I suppose, if you want to look mm. at it a certain way, because it's definitely freaky-deaky. Yeah. Probably my favorite part of the movie was the ending, because it just felt so brave. Oh, yeah. Bold ending. Brave sure. and bold. Brave and bold. Great stuff. Um, what are, Casablanca, that's just a classic film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning I mean, of a beautiful friendship, man. Yeah, classic films just... Well, the, classic films knew how to end, didn't they? Just give a banger line, have that score just go... And... Boom. Rosebud. Psycho. Rosebud. <laughs> yeah. Freaking... Uh, What's the Christmas one? It, it's, it's a Wonderful, wonderful life. life. Sure. God, so good. You would say that's not a Christmas movie, though. It's not really about Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's, what about books? We didn't talk about books. Books? Well, see, I just recently started reading, like, within the past few years, so I haven't really got to read many books because, mm-hmm. for some reason, my the first the series that I wanted to tackle was the, the Song of Ice and Fire by George R. R. Martin, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, so I can't really say I've read many books uh-huh. that are like, you know, have endings. I read, I think the saddest ending of a book I've ever read was, um, the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. Uh, how's that end? He dies. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs> no. Oh, that's good. I don't know. I think, is that, is that our endings? Do you have more to share? Um, let's see. Uh... Oh, uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, classic. Statue of Liberty. It's America the whole time. Bro, what? It's Earth more than just America. (laughs) He wasn't sitting there like, Russia got taken (laughs) over by apes. (laughs) Sorry, that was just the American in me. I know. Trying to be the center of attention. I get you. (laughs) It's my fault. I'm trying to be better. That'd be so funny, though. Because imagine if they, because you're probably right. If it was like the Kremlin or something at the end of the movie instead of the Statue of Liberty, I bet there would have been a lot of viewers who were like, what? (laughs) I don't get it. Uh, I would true. like to do a special shout out if we're just talking about types of endings. Yeah. Um, any movie that ends with a dance number, obviously, uh, Bochavai. Bochavai, hello. But like Shrek, you know, song and dance, whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm pr- pretty sure Trolls World Tour ended on a song and dance like it must have. Most definitely. Uh, Morbius. Just Morbius. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Morbius. Oh, good. Any movie that ends with like a song and dance number with all the characters singing yes. a song. That's terrific. I unironically love it. I think it's awesome. The Voices, have you seen that? Yes, The Voices, Ryan Reynolds. They sing at the end mm-hmm. of that one. That's a great ending. Sing Fucked a happy up movie. Song, sing a happy song. <laughs> that literally movie just were maybe one of the worst. I hated watching the kills in that movie. Why? It was awful cuz it was disturbing to watch. Yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> fucked up film. Yeah. But yeah, song and dance ending, so it has to be on here. Is there another good musical ending? I did say Shrek. Shrek 2, right? Ends with mm. the musical, right? Yeah, Shrek 2 is the one with Fairy Godmother. Yeah. does. That's good. Classic. Um, I'm trying to think. I really, I guess I can't really think of them off the top of my head. That has like a musical mm-hmm. number. Like not like, you know. Not just music at the yeah, end. It's got to be people performing. I guess, no, I guess not. I wish I would have thought of Lion right away when making this list but i didn't lion 
has a hor as a notoriously at least between the two of us mm-hmm. horrendous ending. Well, no, wrong. <laughs> That's wrong. That is wrong. It has a terrific ending. It has yeah, it's a fantastic ending, but they ruin it with the song choice for the credits. Yeah, and it's just like really takes you out of the emotional moment you're trying to have. Um, but yeah, because it is like a it's like a little bit of a reveal at the end, um, of just like what's been going on, sort of like literally like the end credits reveal, and it's an immediate tone change to like this you know famous pop song from whoever. And it just doesn't work. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Still, I just can't. You're, like, crying because mm-hmm. it's, like, so sad. And then it's like, come on, everybody, dance. Like, they might as well have had the actors come out and start dancing. Hey, guys. Maybe it would have been better. What'd you think of Lion? <laughs> yes. It was so good when he finds out that his brother's been dead the whole time. Oh, yeah, dude. My favorite part. Just imagine that. His brother got hit by a train, dude. Like, when he was five. And he thought he was alive the whole time, but he's not. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Are we done? <laughs> Is our reviews of um, week time? Wait, wait, you want to talk what? about Morbius ending again just one more time? Yeah, why not? I mean, I could talk about it all day. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I liked, can we talk about the beginning first? Sure. Because I love the idea of showing all the credits at the beginning of the movie. Yes. So and went, at the end. Yes. <laughs> that was really, they love their casting and crew. And the, the, the midpoint too, they did it? The midpoint too, the intermission, of course, mm-hmm. where it was before the intermission, then it said intermission, it was a two-hour break, then it came back, played the credits again after right. the intermission, and then the movie started again. Mm-hmm. So you get to see the credits four times. In the intermission, they have this really great graphic that plays where it's Morbius, and he's like pointing like Uncle Sam, and he's like, Morbius wants you to go take a poopy. Yes, exactly. Morbius wants you to go to the lobby. <laughs> Which is weird that they put him, because they put go to the lobby first and then go take a poopy. So at my theater, a lot of people actually went to the lobby to take a poopy. Oh, that's classic Morbius. <laughs> classic Morbius, you know? But anyway, you, what did you want to say? Um, About the Morbius ending? Yeah. Oh, I just figured we'd just bring it up again. Oh, just bring it up again? I mean, uh, terrific child actors. Oh, my God. Um, the animal actors, great. Revolutionary cinematography. Truly, the the effects. I mean, I literally thought it was real. Oh yeah, you know, like Absolutely. um, I like literally. I thought they actually got him to come in to make the cameo, like mm-hmm. actually Garfield, but it was just the CG because of course he's yeah. dead. And um, it reminded me of the Zombieland two ending. We need to talk about Zombieland two ending, right? Garfield uh, three, Flabby Tabby. God, yes, that's really good. That ending. was good. <laughs> so to see Morbius kind of add on to that, right, was uh, really really good. Um, and obviously the the song choice of R E S P E C T oh, at the end. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, when the song choice it. to do that song and then also at the same time play "Sexy Back" uh, <laughs> was like uh, Altman esque, you might say. You yeah, know? it's just fantastic. God, so good. I just wish that Stanley Kubrick could have been here to I, see this. I was literally about to say the same thing. It's just God. It's he would have. He would have loved Morbius. <laughs> he would have loved Morbius. I wish David Lynch was still alive. <laughs> he would have loved to see Morbius. I know he would have. Most definitely. Um, anyway, that does it. That does it for Morbius. We're talking about the endings. Yeah. So we have reviews. It's come on. It's the last time. The reviews of, of the, the week. week. Oh, man. Perfect. Perfect. Let's see Let what bring we mine got. up real quick here. I'm ready. You want me to go first or you? I can go first. Okay, you go first. Three out of ten. 
from Smegma23. (laughs) (laughs) The near universal public acclaim for this movie is the strongest evidence I've found to date that I am not actually one human among several billion on a planet called Earth, but a lone brain or computer program in a laboratory run by an evil scientist or possibly a very sick teenager. (laughs) God, that one really sent me for a loop. I have no idea. This this is a tough one because it doesn't give you a lot. Is it it, turning red? No. Ah. It is for Clue, Ah. which that's kind of a long shot for that one because he's just going on his own. He's writing his own movie. He really is. Just real quick. What do you got for me? Um, Okay. This is pretty long. Okay. Good. I thought I got a real classic here for the last one. Mm -hmm. Um, it'll It'll give it away, but it's worth it. Okay. What can I say? I laughed. I cried. I smiled. I got scared. I shit my pants. <laughs> Actually, everyone shit their pants. <laughs> Morbius did not just eclipse. I already <laughs> Morbius did not just eclipse Jack and Jill as the greatest <laughs> film ever released by Sony Pictures. Uh-huh. Nor did it just obliterate Battlefield Earth as the medium's oh. greatest achievement. It transcends film. It transcends literature, it transcends art, it transcends human comprehension. I only gave it a 5 out of 5 because I couldn't give it an infinity out of 5. Because this website sucks dick (laughs) and is stupid. (laughs) Morbius Morbius invented humanity. Mm. The instant the Marvel logo shows up on the screen, you actually... You actually physically leave your seat because you are gravitating. <laughs> and, oh then, God. <laughs> and then Jared Little. Oh, my God. Sweet, sweet Jared Little. I feel so bad for him. He'd spent so many years being too little. He was too little to fit on the screen in Suicide Squad. But the instant he shows up on screen, I came and pissed and shit my pants. The instant he appeared and looked at the screen and said, I'm acting. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone everyone said in unison, wow, he is literally me. Jared Little brings so much to this movie Mm. that he becomes Jared Biggle by the end. In fact, after walking out of the theater, I joined his cult and am going to every 30 seconds to Mars concert and am taking a vacation on the island where he has a cult and he walks around dressed up like Jesus because Jared Little is Jesus. Morbius might, in fact, be the second coming of Christ. I don't think anyone is prepared for this movie. It is not going to be April. It is Morbi April. That's funny um, that, you know, he kind of panned it where we have a much higher opinion of the film. I think that's kind of funny that we, there's that disconnect. Yeah. Where some people don't see it, don't praise it as highly as we do. But I, I respect his opinion, right. but like he, do, like, he just doesn't get it. Nah, it's so not. much better than that. Absolutely. But whatever. That was a good one. <laughs> that was maybe the best one. <laughs> I told you I went hard for it. Uh, we do have an email... Don't tell them the email. Doesn't matter. It's the final email. It's final email, so there's no place to send your emails anymore. I mean, if you send them, they'll just build in an inbox until Google shuts the account down. Right. So, but so we have a last one. This is the final email. It says, congrats. Hey, Justin and Nick. I'm Justin. He's Nick. 
Yep. I don't think we even said that. I'm Nick. I'm Justin. In the orange. In the red, Justin. Fight. It's really impressive you guys got 50 great episodes out of this. Oh, maybe please, 45 great episodes. Yeah, a few of them. <laughs> come on. They can't all be great. I thoroughly enjoyed watching each one and look forward to the next idea you two come up with. So I guess the final question I would ask is, if you two would want to make your perfect movie, or at least a really good one, what would you make? Director, producer, leading star. Just a fun speculation on what you two most enjoy seeing in movies. Because at the end of the day, aren't movies all about entertainment for the viewer? Damn the Academy. From Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Now, listen, that's a great question. And if you would have asked me that last week, I right. probably would have answered it. The problem, it's already been made. But Morbius just <laughs> came out. So, <laughs> well, how about the I'm second sure. best? How about the second the best? The second best film. Who would you well, honestly want to see? See, I, I, don't know if we t- I don't know if we put in, like, could we say if they were dead, you know? Let's just make it, we could pick anybody. Let's start with director. We could pick what he's director, producer, leading star. Let's just do it all. Okay. Roger Deakins on camera. Done. Deakins? Easy. Absolutely. I'm going to have to choose, or should we only, should it be like a draft? Should there only be like one option for each? Like, like you take Deakins, I have to pick somebody else. I was thinking we do a, a, a movie together. Oh, we make a movie together? Yeah, we're making the Stagler movie. Roger Deakins behind the camera, obviously. Yeah, of course. Easy peasy. Hmm. Director. Director. Who do we have directing? That's a toughie. That is Anybody a toughie. ever? Anybody ever? Well, mm, what, George I guess Washington? what kind of film do you want to make? George Washington. <laughs> what kind of movie do you want? I want to make? make a good movie. But I think what genre? the best would be that incorporates both of our interests would be something that is kind of along the lines of like alien. It's sci-fi horror, at least sci-fi drama, you know, with like dark elements, like dark sci-fi mm-hmm. sort of thing. Or like dark even, you know, it's just that okay. gritty with that sci-fi edge because I know... I enjoy the, like, you know, the yes. of it. You enjoy the huh of it. Okay. <laughs> the yin and yang. Yes. Now, All who right. would best handle that? Hmm. I'm going to throw a name out. doesn't have to be the name we pick right off the bat. Okay. Just put stuff in the hat. Fincher. Fincher. Hmm. Fincher out there. That is precise. Definitely the tone you could go mm-hmm. for. He, he's a bit of a, perf- of a perfectionist, I hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's always Garland who has a track record for this type of film. Garland. I mean, Men already is looking kind of like what we're talking about. Garland. I mean, fuck. You know I'm a huge Alex Garland fan. That's true. That's true. Um, Jeez. Ah, I'm trying to fit the feel. I'm trying to think. I know. What about, why don't we go on to Star? Like maybe Star. Who do we want to see starring in this? Anybody. Anybody as the star of my film. Our film. Our film. Thank you. Our sci-fi horror. It's, maybe it's us. Me and you? Maybe we're the stars. No, 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 no. Marilyn? I feel like Marilyn wouldn't work in a in a sci-fi horror. Are you sure? Yes. Look at her. I'm looking. <laughs> I don't know. I think she, maybe she could work. You know, it's kind of like a... It definitely have to be more of a psycho horror, like, you know... Like, imagine men, but instead of Jesse Buckley, it's Marilyn Monroe. And she's kind of dancing around and her skirt's flying up. And then he's like, are you sad that you made your husband kill himself? And she's like, <laughs> she does a little yeah. giggle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Either that or someone crazy like, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis back. Daniel Day-Lewis return. returns. Honestly, we could make a huge, on- we could have Daniel Day-Lewis on there. Mm-hmm. We could bring in Nick Cage as like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. We could have, I, I need Willem. I need Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, Dafoe classic. Could we make a directing duo? Oh, 
Yes, let's. Okay, or a trio? <gasps> Quintet. Five. Five directors come to direct this film. That Are is... they each direct like a part of it? Ooh, like an anthology film, like Rooms. Four Rooms. Mm. It doesn't have to be anthology, though. What if each like section, each act of the film... It's a five-act film. Mm. Each act has, like, a different, you know, director behind it. Okay, so who we got? the same story. We already have Garland. Garland. Boom. Which act is he directing? Ooh. He's got to do, like, four, right? I was going to say, yeah, he's probably, like, near the end. Maybe not the end, but Mm -hmm. four is probably good. Act four. Okay. Um, Geez, we could bring on... Could we get, uh, like, Villeneuve for, like, act five, like, the ending? You think he's the guy for that? I think of all his endings. I don't know. They're pretty solid. Hmm. And he ties everything together. He's done the book adaptation, so he knows how to like work with stuff. I guess it depends what kind of ending. What kind of ending we want to go to? Do right? We want to go for like something like really big, grand, or uh-huh. like more like meditative thinker. Right. Hmm. Tough. Or we could do Lynch on the ending, and then it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's the ending. <laughs> Honestly, that's not a bad idea. Okay. Then should where should Denis be then if we have Lynch on Act 5? I feel like he would then go to the beginning, Act 1. Act 1. He's okay. build up. Set the, the world up. D&D. At the beginning and end, yep. D&D. Okay. So we then got 2 and 3. We could throw Kubrick in the middle, Act 3. Act 3. Act 3. That's, ooh, that's where Kubrick shines. That's what I'm saying. Act 3, yes. Right in the middle. Give me something crazy right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Now we just act need two. our act two director. Oh. Mm. Mm. Okay. Now listen. This is... We're going to see what you think about this. Okay. This one might be kind of pushing it. Okay. This director never really touched the genre we're going for here. Right. But is really great at... I'm just going to throw it up. Bigelow. <gasps> Bigelow. Yep. I'm just going to throw Bigelow out for second act. Give me something spicy. Wow. You know, she used to be little low. <laughs> <laughs> I buy it. I buy it. So we have that quintet. We have Willem Dafoe. We have... Well, we need writers. We need writers. I mean, writer-directors for sure, you know. What do you want to get Tarantino on? To write? Definitely. That's what I'm saying, That's bro. what I'm saying. I want him doing dialogue only. Absolutely. No scenarios, only dialogue. Okay. Um, maybe we could get PTA in oh, there. Oh, yeah. That could be good. You know, maybe some flashback scenes or something. Put him on those. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Definitely. Jeez. I mean, Sorkin. Kind of missing lately, He, he could be a scenario writer. Mm-hmm. Could give us, like, the grand idea. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, base it around something like this, and then we just kind of take it. And right. Then we get all the specifics. Yeah. True. Okay. All right. I like that. I, I want to see Naomi Watts in the movie. Okay. That's I fair. See Naomi Watts. That's fair. Um, I'll say right now then, Matilda Lawler. Yeah. Let's Gotta be in. Let's get her. Some sort of child has to be in the film. Mm-hmm. Matilda. Great option. Uh, we already have Nick Cage. Can we get, like, Steven Yeun? Oh, Daniel Kaluuya. Ooh. Oh, Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, my God. He, Lakeith Stanfield actually, like, all, like, being 100% is, like, really great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really great. One of the best right now, living. Um, That's pretty stacked, man. Bringing Brando back from the grave? Marlon Brando? 
Okay, good. Maybe Gregory Peck? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what is it called? And what's it about? What is it called? We know it's dark sci-fi. Dark sci-fi. Hold on. We need producer. Producer. And I actually have... Spielberg. I was going to go for a trio, and he was one of them, actually. Okay. Spielberg, Cameron... In Bay. Ooh, that's the Holy that's Trinity. Actually, right there. Fucking crazy. That's the Holy Trinity. But what is this movie about? What is the film about? Well, we know that it's a horror sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And we know it's five acts. I'm thinking Nick Cage and Matilda Lawler's characters, dad, daughter, but they're on the evil side. Mm. So I'm thinking what if it's like five acts? And what if it's like multiple timelines, you know? Okay. What if there's like three timelines and we have some of the actors from each timeline? Maybe the ones in the far future are like the bad ones. And the the first two timelines who have less technology, they have less to work with, need to work to kind of like prevent them from taking control. Mm. So it's like the people in the past can affect the things that are happening in the future. But the people in the future can send people back to the past, Whoa. you know? So it's one side has time travel, the other side doesn't. And they gotta like fight, and you know they mess with time. Things get wonky. Maybe timelines converge. You know that actually sounds crazy. That's what I'm saying. That could be pretty crazy. And I feel like the directors we picked would really be able to handle mm-hmm. that, especially the ending where the timelines they and, they all break. And he just does the Lynch does whatever mm-hmm. he wants. That's exactly it. I think we've nailed it. I think we've made the second best movie of all time, right behind Morbius. If we could get Morbius. On the cast. Whoo! We'd have to ask Jared Leto, um, because I know he knows him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 Get that to happen? That would be great. That would be Are we doing Mads Mikkelsen? Are we going to get him to method act on our film? (laughs) Well, (laughs) Mads Mikkelsen, but only if he method acts. (laughs) Only if he's method acting. (laughs) Okay, that does it for the emails. The final email of the show. And... We're we're wrapping up. That was episode fifty of the Stagler. Wow. Dang. So I put in I put together one little thing that I wanted to listen to. Oh today. yes. I put together one little thing. Oh, it's lovely. And I think it should come through. But I think it was a tribute that needed to happen, is all that I'm saying. You know? Because a lot of things happened over the years of the show. A lot of things. But this is one that needed to happen. I'm actually excited to hear this. This is if I can hear it, it's not working. <laughs> it's not working. Well, that's too bad. That's really unfortunate. It might have come through through the stream, through not. But if you must know, I can add another video and add it to the channel or to the podcast. It was a montage of Black Phillip falling over <laughs> oh, <laughs> every single time. Really? Because Black Phillip is. Him and Marilyn really are like the OGs. They're right, the classic. They're the you know B team. When we call out sick, one of them right fills in. in for us. You might <laughs> yeah, not yeah, have yeah. noticed, but um, I just wanted to think about talk about the show a little bit. If you wanted to, we yeah. just talk about the show, how you felt with it, what you liked, you know, anything good that came from it. I can always say that I think throughout the like two years, my mm. favorite episodes that we always did was always when we focused on a person. Those are always so fun to look through their entire filmography, see how they grow, see Mm -hmm. how either their acting or their movie-making skills, you know, change and everything. 
And I've always, always enjoyed that. So like Amy Adams, Spike Lee, Roger Deakins, all those were so good. Denis Villeneuve, Mm -hmm. all great. I would definitely agree that those are like the best or most, because we also like learn the most. Yeah, definitely. From those ones, you know, just watching a single person, every single movie they've Mm -hmm. ever done is like, uh, it's a big task and just like really like, you just like see everything. I think it's become my favorite way to like experience movies now. Yeah, just go. Mm-hmm. Just see them all, mm-hmm. and actors are even tougher because <laughs> oh, because there's so many, yeah, so many. Because you know they can only do so much. Yeah, actors can really spread themselves thin yeah, if they want to. It's a lot going on. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. It's a lot of fun building up everything of the show. It's a lot of everything setting everything up, um, making some of the little like we have little coasters here that we made. Yeah, which are very cool to have. This little studio space has been very fun to occupy, and everything. Um, all of our props is just a fun. I like making a fun like environment. Mm-hmm. People watching, like, oh, what is this nonsense going on? Um, and I wanted to thank you for being on the show because couldn't be done without both of us as a team effort. We're a team. We're a team. Couldn't imagine talking to microphone microphone by myself for hours. Oh my god, I don't know how people. Do <laughs> I don't know how people do. You gotta it talk to somebody. I have one thing. I need you to look behind content, the painting, and grab the thing that's behind there. It should be a little stack of things. I want you to grab those and check them out. We have what? What is that? Check we got it out. Stagler dad hats. Yeah. Look check at this. Check this out. What uh the Staglers. Special branded. We got dad hats and you got a beanie. And a beanie. Limited run us only. Sorry, suckers. Yes, yeah, <laughs> no merch drop. This is no just merch for us. drop. This is just for us. But it was this is my so way of saying cool. thank you for doing the show for the two years. It's a cool way to remember it. Wow. You got the the icon on the front, and on the dad hats, the back says the, the Stagler. And it's just a cool thing. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 guys. And thank you, all the viewers. Sorry you don't get hats. Sucks to suck. Yeah, maybe you should have been us. <laughs> That's great advice. <laughs> that is terrific advice. Maybe you should have been us. <laughs> well, that does it Jeez. for today's episode and the final episode of The Stagler. And we're not coming back. <laughs> not to The Stagler. The Stagler's not coming back. So actually, we, we have ideas for stuff that we like to do in the future because we love doing this at the end of the day. Truthfully. So we want to make something that we can enjoy doing that you know, won't get in the way of other things, you know, that mm. we can do at our own discretion and that can be really relaxed, just have fun at the core of it. So mm-hmm. we have ideas knocking around for something else. I won't confirm anything. Right, but just stay tuned to our Twitters, just man. Stay tuned. Yeah, just stick around for a little bit. You might be surprised if you see something down the line. Mm-hmm. But as far as the salad goes, man. It has been it. a run. It has been a run. I mean, when we started run. this, even just listening back to our own episodes, you can see... That we've developed even just talking skills. Ooh, slate it. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Especially like another thing that the Staggler's done is just made me a lot better at talking about movies. Yeah, exactly. Just opening up that avenue and being able to really think about them. Um, it's terrific. Um, and this was from our third episode. We have, we've had it ever since the yes. first episode. But on the third episode ever of the Staggler, we wrote on our little slate thingy here. April 18th, 2020. Oh, look at that. Forever ago, mm-hmm. The Stagler, Roll 3, 
Scene Podcast, take hots. As always. Our names and, you know, just classic. Clap. Clap it. Turn it upside down. Flippy action. So I think we got to say it. I think for the final time, we got to say it. We're going to say it together. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you. Truthfully. And this has been... The Stagler. Stagler.